What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with the latest episode of Real Estate Uncensored and a very special episode because the Grandmaster is here. Yes, Harry McDaniel. And we're talking about how to build your business through relationships and not through lead generation. So we've got a great episode for you. Gene Volpe, the evil bald ninja is here. But first, as always, the junior Grandmaster in the co-pilot seat where you so belong. What's up today? What's up, man? I am excited to be here. <clears throat> we got the Grandmaster, me papa, the T Diddy. Uh, otherwise known as Terry McDaniel, uh, my father, uh, the, who has taught me all and everything that I have, I, ha I know of the real estate uh, world. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We got some really cool stuff we're going to go over today. Uh, we're going to talk about how not to be a douche and how to be more like Matt. That's what we're going to try to be like. And wait, I got the wait, wait, how to be more like me because you don't want to be a douche? Uh, none, none of those, none of those things made sense. I know. That's why I said them all like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. But uh, Volpinator, we got you up in the his house. How are you, Gene? Yeah, what up, y'all? So I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about those three things that your father taught you. Oh, God, what? I don't know. You just said everything you know about real estate. Oh. <laughs> only three things. You're a little slow today. Oh, jeez. You guys are nuts. I'm alive and well, my man. Oh, man. So, Matt, do the intro, buddy. Do do the intro. Yeah. Who do we have? Yeah. Do oh, I, I can, I'll do it. All right, guys. I want you to introduce you to my favorite father because I only got one and he's my favorite. Um, guys, <laughs> this is the grandmaster. I literally I tell stories about this all the time because you know I would uh, when I got my driver's license. One of my favorite stories on earth is that um, I was uh, 16 years old and uh, I just got my license. I'm super pumped. My dad goes, "Hey, Greg, you want to drive?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to drive." I thought it was gonna be like windows down, like ACDC plane, like driving down the street, like windows open and everything. No, 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 no. That, that how it was was windows up, air conditioning on, radio off, dad doing deals in the in the passenger seat. Uh, Greg became a personal chauffeur, and I didn't know what I was learning at that moment, but I was really learning at that moment was an absolute gemstone of knowledge. I got to hear how deals were, were, were negotiated, how to handle yourself, how to do the real estate business. And I, all I wanted to do is like put the devil horns up and rock out with ACDC, but that was not how the universe was going to be played. So <laughs> but, welcome dad to the show. We are super excited to have the Grandmaster with us today. It's always fun to be with you and Jane and Matt. And I hope that uh, the information that I give you will uh, be able to help agents or to be agents or senior agents or alumni of agents, maybe a little bit of a, a breather to rethink about their mindset, how they get in the real estate business, what they're really supposed to be doing, and and maybe uh, help them over some hurdles. We all have hurdles. We have roadblocks. And uh, whatever I can do in terms of my cabinets filled with ideas and information and so you just ask questions and let me see where I can go with it to help you. Cool. I've, I've got a good one to kick us off because I was I was going through the lead gen description objections Facebook group and I came across this one. It reminded me of what we were talking about before we went live. This is a question from Jennifer Vick. She said, I just found out a past client that I thought I had a very good relationship with is selling their home and using another agent in my office to listen. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Remax strikes again. <laughs> and and I think she has actually a really good question here. So I, so first of all, I want to read the rest of her the rest of her statement and and maybe talk a little bit about the mindset because uh, this is in in the in the um 
in the Facebook group, the rest of us says, give me the script to ask for honest feedback as to why they chose not to work with me. I keep coming up with a dialogue that sounds like my feelings are hurt, which they are. <laughs> so first of all, I love the I love the mentality, which is, hey, I want to go ask for some honest feedback, but I, I, I need the script. So already she's taking a good good ownership. So I like the mentality behind that question. But Mr. McDaniel, I'm sure you've had this happen to to you. And uh, and we talked a little bit before about the mindset and the mentality and, and how to overcome that. So what would you say to her? Well, let me be very frank. In my 47 years, I've had it happen to me uh, a number of times. And anyone that tells you that it doesn't hurt is lying to you. I'm going to give you a couple of things to think about. Number one, it will happen. Number two, they won't give you a real answer. Number three, there I found that many times they're not what they're supposed to be in the first place. There's always that hidden thing that they don't want you to know about. You know, I'm not going through a divorce. Yeah, you are. But they don't want you to know about that because you're a failure or you've established yourself as a person that doesn't have those kinds of failures or hiccups. Now your best friend is going through something and they don't want you to know about it, to be very frank with you, because you don't look up. Uh, they don't want you to look down to them because you're doing well. And that's another very interesting fact of life. Not everybody wants you to do well. Mm -hmm. They'll look you in the eye and be all excited for you. And they'll chatter on the side. I hope that guy really, it's a stumbling block along the way because I can't do it. And the I can't do it is another whole new program. But the mentality of someone choosing somebody else um, goes down a path of thinking. One, what did I do wrong is the first thing you normally would think about. That's one way to go that leads into condemnation of yourself or coming down, what can I learn from this and what is really going on? Because there's always two or three different stories going on. The one they say to you, the one that they're thinking about, and the one that you're perceiving, and which brings up a whole concept called cognitive error. Your mind is making these giant leaps of assumptions. I'm not worthy. I'm not good. I shouldn't have that listing. I shouldn't be successful. My dad was a douchebag, therefore I'm a douchebag. Those things crowd into your mind and create noise and fuzz. The people that I've known over the years that have been successful with navigating the minefield of the mind are the ones that can focus on the good that you're doing and remember what your purpose is for being there. Because sometimes, you're just not going to get them, and you have no idea why you didn't get that answer, or you didn't get that phone call, or they didn't list with you. Uh, I have seen it destroy people. I, I know some people very, very well that had friends in their own group uh, that they met with on a regular basis, and they listed with somebody completely differently. At first, we thought it was perhaps that person, but it really wasn't that person. The other family that was going through something, they didn't want them to know about it because just what I talked about earlier. You're doing well. They're not doing well. 
They don't want you to know anything about them. Hey, the same thing happens when you do for a loan application. You go into somebody that you don't know because you don't want to let someone know that you screwed up with that investment that you made. You thought it was such a great one and you, you lost all your money or the financial planner. Okay, just realize they just don't want you to know too much about them because they don't want to look bad in your eyes. Just remember that. As, a, as a, someone who's just starting out, someone who doesn't have thick skin of 47 years in the business and the knowledge of the ages, you know, someone who comes in all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I mean, that's that sounds very esoteric, you know, just be like, just understand the world, the universe is working in your favor, my child. But in reality, they're going to go home and kick the cat and drink a pint of vodka and go binge out on eat a, you know, eat a whole thing of you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, how can they work through that? I mean, is there is there a way to like, hey, do you know, get back on and do some dials or do some doors or go out and do a networking event? You know, you know, as we always say in our team, next, next, next. Look, as you always say, there's always another boxcar coming down the road, right? There's always right. another client. You do not yeah. have to be pigeonholed with one person. Oh, Bob didn't work with me. That son of a bitch. Be like, okay, that's cool, man. The universe is doing this for me, not to me. I mean, I... I mean, that slight shift. I mean, Matt, what have you seen with your clients, you know, when it comes to this? Because, I mean, you work with a lot of real estate agents. I'm here, I'm sure you hear a lot of bitching about the same thing. Matt, well, you're muted. Because all... There you are. Oh, there you are. Oh, you, oh, you muted me or something? Okay. Uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, here's the thing, though. I don't hear that. The reason I don't hear that is because I work with really successful agents, and they're successful because they've got good lead flow. I don't know if you, did you see that clip that I posted the other day of Facebook about Grant Cardone talking about this? No. It's, it's, it's worth going and watching because he, he did, he sat down with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Washington, or Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street, yeah. So, so Jordan Belfort is asking him about sales and Grant Cardone just said, look, man, I've, I've looked for everything. I've looked for the magic words. I've looked for the Holy Grail. I've looked for the exact right, perfect thing to say. He's like, nothing made a difference. He's like, even while I was teaching it, it wasn't making a difference on the back end. He says, I was a, it's like I was that guy for 10 years that was teaching people how to do stuff and behind the scenes wasn't doing it in my own business. He said, you know what made the most difference and when my, my, when my business actually started to grow? He said, it was when I filled the top of the funnel. Yeah. He said, it's yeah. just consistency. You just keep doing it. He says, like, when I'm on the phone with a guy trying to do a $100 million real estate deal, like, there's no magic words for that. The only magic word is knowing there's five more people you can go to behind him if that guy says yes. It's that internal sense of knowing that, hey, it's okay because my pipeline is full. And mm -hmm. so to me, that's the answer to everything. Like if you look at all the, I would say probably half maybe, if you look at half of the comments and questions in the Facebook groups for agents, it's what do I say when X? Right. And it's always because they're looking at one person who has some unique situation they don't have anybody else they feel like they can talk to that's a that's a prospect. And so they're trying to get that one person, they're trying to come up with the magic words to say to that one person to get them to work with them. And that's never the answer. The answer is to have a pipeline. It is, you know, I woke up this morning, I have an accountability partner that I call with, Stefan Adika. He and I call every day together. We get on Facebook Messenger and we just call. We I, I woke up in a shit mood this morning because of some stuff that happened yesterday with some clients and lead prospects and I was just all bummed out. And Stefan's like, don't you fucking stop. You better get up and keep going. You know, he always has a funny saying that says, when the money go, when the money go funny, the honey go runny. And so <laughs> he's like, do you want, yeah, now you get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the money go funny, the honey go runny. 
Um, and he, he, wow. you, want, you want tumbleweeds through your wallet or do you want to be full? And I'm like, okay, it's a good idea. And I got up and this is what I did. For the gal who asked this question, you know, when she's feeling bad about herself, like I was this morning, um, I got up and I started doing dials and I started doing follow-ups and guess what? I found a guy, a gal named Mariah and uh, she's she's uh, gonna be a future buyer. She's refinancing her condo, wants to buy something in Walnut Creek. So that got me re-energized. I got that hit of adrenaline and boom, I'm out the door. Yeah. You know. But Greg, do you remember, I used to tell you about I'm out curing polio, mm -hmm. that oh, mindset, that I'm a servant hero. You know, you can't, what happened to me one day is I realized that if Jesus couldn't save everybody, then I'm not gonna be able to save everybody. Mm. And I'm just gonna have to live with that. You know, I can't solve everybody's problem and not everybody's gonna like me. I mean, I like myself, but the more that I do like myself, it allows me to put more on my body. So when that drip a dip of the of the negativity comes, it flows off the back of me rather than internalizing it. You do not want to internalize any kind of negativity. Howard Britton told me one day, he coached me for about three years. Um, and our and really close to $2 million worth of uh, gross revenue for us in 2005. We never talked about technique. We talked about mindset almost the entire time. I have all my notes from those meetings. And he used to talk about a thing called uh, uh, the gremlins. There's a book about gremlins that he gave out to everybody that was a star-powered uh, person. And he always used to ask me, so how long are you going to let that gremlin talk to you all day? Mm -hmm. All week? All month? So the objective, Matt, which is what you're talking about, it took that man 10 years to get to the point where he was able to manage that kind of mentality. So it takes time to be able to adapt to the fact that not everyone's going to do business with you. And that is just fine. That has to be your attitude. It's just fine. You know what? There's tomorrow. I believe in divine appointments. Tomorrow, someone's going to talk to me. It's like me trying to find Dana parking place. When I go to Round Hill Country Club, I always tell Sally, I said, I have got the greatest parking place in the whole world. And yeah, everyone this... laughs at me until I pull up there and pull right into the slot. But I'm always looking for that slot. Now, I don't know why that happens, but it does. He's not making that up, guys. It really happens. It is mind-blowing. He's like, I'm going to park right up front. I'm like, whatever, Dad. Just park the damn car. He's like, nope, we're going right to the front. We're going right to the front, and damn, there's not a spot right there. I'm like, oh, what the shit? Seriously? It really does happen. It really it does. does. Happen, but that's my expectation. So the expectation is, do I have an expectation that no one wants to work with me? If you have that expectation, it will come true. So there's a, um, there's a little sticky I have right over here on the side of, of my computer. And it's one of my favorite sayings on earth because it's so simplistic. And it says, fear is the silent killer of my success. Yeah. No, and, it, and it's just that simple. And if this gal is, she's fearful of coming off, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, pathetic because she's like licking her wounds and kind of limping back and saying, please, sir, why did you do something to me so bad? We should just pimp slap that hoe and keep moving forward and be like, I don't need you. Keep moving. Gene, why are you giving me a weird look? You're muted, buddy. You're muted, buddy. You're muted, buddy. 
but hey. I was just laughing. I was laughing. Okay. You know, but Greg, God, and what, what Greg, Greg ate, ate something, some, something is in Greg's Wheaties. I don't know what's going on today. All right. Let's, let's talk about relationships. So <laughs> wait, 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 Yeah, go ahead. Jim. I had some valuable stuff right there. Okay. Go ahead. I want to, I want to tie it together. You don't mind, do you? No, no, not at all. I mean, I can just sit here and look good, but that doesn't bode well for the podcast on iTunes because you can't see me. Exactly. So, so yeah, let me, the viewers are missing out. They're missing out on this beautiful beard of yours. So listen. I like the haircut though. I appreciate that. Thank you. It takes me some work. I'm not gonna lie. It ain't easy looking this good. So, oh, sort of, sort of to what? Um, oh, by the way, I should mention that I did some research before this program. Uh, Greg always calls Mr. McD me Poppy, right? And me, I learned me Papa. That, me Papa. Well, I learned that it's too Poppy from my my perspective. Oh, so, oh, because oh. he's your dad, it's too Poppy. So, there's our Spanish exercise for the day. <laughs> But, thank you, thank you, Gene. That's not really what I had. That, that's not really what I had. What I really did have was, I think what what uh, what Mr. McDaniel was saying earlier was is really right on point. I mean, she's probably going to find out number one when you ask the question that something there's something underlying. Maybe they're embarrassed by by a fact that they you know of the, the way their basement looks, or maybe they're embarrassed by their credit score and they know that when they go to buy with the agent, they don't they exactly. want them to see their financials, right? Like. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. The other piece of it could be, and I don't know how well she knows this person, you know, we tend to not talk to our family members at Thanksgiving about what we do for a living. So it's possible that this agent was there all the time. I haven't really thought about you in a hot minute about being a real estate agent. I made the commitment verbally to this other person, and you know what? Oh, shit, I, I totally forgot. It could be that simple. Right. The, th the third piece of that is she's got to be able to get out of her own space, and here's what I learned a long time ago, and I'm still not great at this. You have to be able to get out of your emotional spirit and move into mm. your business box. It's show business, not show friends. Not so true. what you have to be able to do is say, listen, Matt Johnson, I'm, yeah. I stepped into my business world right now. This is Gene, the CEO of my real estate business. So I have to ask you a question because I need to get better. You know I'm a real estate agent, right? And I know that you just signed a, a listing agreement with Greg. How come you didn't choose me? I need to get better at what I'm doing. Now, no hard feelings because this is my business mode, right? There you I, go. Over, over drinks, we can talk about why I hurt my feelings after you give me your answer. But I need to get better, so I need you to tell me how come you didn't select me so the next time you go to sell mm -hmm. or buy, there's no question I'm your guy or girl, right? So that's that's yep. what I had to see. No, you're 100% you know, right. You may have to be take a step even more bold than this. Just say, hey, this doesn't work for me. What happened? What, what, what's going on here that I can't understand? Be honest with me. Yeah. And I think... When you get to that bold level of your business, it makes all the difference in the world. If you have to have that deal to pay your car payment, it's a different story than if you got 55 transactions coming behind you. Because then you can be the more in-depth person of asking that question about what's really going on here. You know what? The, the other thing is, are you think you're going to be able to change that person's mentality? You're not going to be able to do that. They've already looked stupid in front of you because they're telling you that they didn't select you. Realize it. Yeah, I, 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 I think that what we're talking about, Dad, and for all of you guys that are listening, you guys don't know, don't know who or what Howard Britton was. He was like one of the original OG, you know, real estate coaches. He was like, if you were to think of him, 
you know, 15, 20 years ago, he's like, he was like the Tom Ferry uh, uh, back 20 years ago. Um, but way, I, I just think it was a great day. He's the only guy that could get in front of a stage of three to 4,000 people and dance in Tevas and the whole crowd would go nuts. It was hilarious. Um, oh, he was hilarious. Oh, but and he, he, what, dad, what did, what did he used to say? He used to say, uh, get out of your, oh, get out of your, get out of your questioning and stay in your, uh, uh, you, you want to be in the state of, uh, curiosity, stay oh, yeah. in curiosity and not in guilt and fear. So you want to yeah. be, I think a lot person. of us, you know, what we do is we get out there and I didn't mean to cut you off. A lot of us get out there and we come in bright eyed and bushy tailed into this real estate business or we get into a new year and we're like, all right, 2020 is our year, right? Or 2021, 2019, 2018 is going to be our year. We come out of the gate strong, but then we get a couple of rejections and then we slowly start shutting down and then we hit a rock because something happened and we just stop. Our engines shut down. And, you know, one of the things that when that takes place, uh, when, the, when you or anyone else kind of gets in that mindset, go outside, go for a walk. Go work out. Don't go be, do something negative. Don't go drinking. Don't go taking, you know, do smoke weed or anything like that. Just go out there and exercise, you know, meditate for a few minutes. Do something positively. Matt can go beat on his drums, you know, play one of his 2,000 instruments, you know, record a, a, a melody. But if you guys haven't heard Matt sing, he is quite the songbird. You've got to check out some of his music. That's not a knock. That's a real thing. Um, um, hey, dude, uh, Derek Sherinian thinks you're a great guitars and great drummers you know stefan and thinks you're a great you know you know singer so that's pretty good um but do something positive go ahead dad but do you remember the the silver and the gold little packets that i have at my office at home i have two yes. little beans in each in each one of them and each bean represented the opportunity of having someone say yes to me and every day that i would go out i would start with the beans on the left side and when I got the 10 beans on the right side, I could go home. And that allowed me to be consistent because I was able to control the 10 opportunities. I would ask people, and uh, by the way, everywhere you go, talk to people about real estate, but use third-party stories. You know, you want to sell a house? No, I don't want to sell my house. But if you ask them, you know, I've got this house, I've got this couple looking for this home, I cannot find something. Do you know anybody? that might be thinking of selling it. It's just great people, but you're not telling them or asking them specifically if they want to sell. They'll tell you if they want you to, if they're going to sell, but they also will tell about the neighbor. What about them? Remember the carousel that we used to do all the time at the front door? What about them? What about them? What about them? More transactions were made with just sources and just souls than anything that we ever did, uh, anything else. Just seeing people face to face. I agree. That's, that's why door really knocking is so good. That's, yeah, I was going to say that's a golden nugget right there. All right, so let's let's run through that real quick because you're talking about just for those that don't know. Let's let's talk about just the strategy there. So just listed, just sold. Take us through that, and then like Garrett, Greg has shared the carousel script, you know, here and there. But I think it's been quite a while since we talked about mm -hmm. it. So I want to I want to dive into this a little bit. So first of all, just listed, just sold. What's the, uh, what, what, at what point are you standing on the porch to even have the carousel? Okay, so when I, I didn't, when I went to Boulder, Colorado, to the university there, I didn't know a single soul. When I went off campus and became a real estate broker, Sally and I had zero money. It was snowing outside. And I had listened to uh, Tom Hopkins about door knocking. 
So I went up to the front door. I had uh, my wingtip shoes on about that big and a jacket that I paid $100 for. And I went up to the front door and said, hi, my name's Terry McDaniel with Bodine Realty. And I was wondering if you folks thought about making a move in the near future. That house down the street just sold for $39,000. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I, thought about, I know, I, I bought a lot of houses at $39,000, by the way. Those houses are <laughs> one million bucks today. Yeah. But, but the, the just activity generates activity. Mm. You buy a boat, everybody else is going to look at buying a boat. You buy a brand new car, hey, Mary, how come we're not buying a car? So that mentality, everybody's listing, every, your listings, you're just sold five blocks away still work. Hey, Mary, I just want to drop by and give you a copy of the brochure so you can put it in a file. That house just sold. I was wondering if you folks thought about making a move. Oh, we're never going to move. Well, if you were going to move, would you be moving in town or out of town? Ah, well, I'm going to move to Tupelo, Mississippi. When? Well, I got the kids got to get out of school. That's, how long is that going to be? Two years. Well, let me stay in touch with you. Let's give you some value. Maybe it's better to sell it now or sell it in the future. What do you think? Well, gosh. Okay, let's do that. That's how simple that is. And Greg, you're probably the best door knocker I've ever met in the whole world. Well, thank you. Thank you. You you banished me to the streets for the first year of my career because I was such a ding dong <laughs> coming out of college with my colored hair, earrings, you know, and everything else. That guys, if you don't know this story, my dad, I don't, I still don't understand why in God's green earth he asked me to join the real estate team. I mean, I wouldn't have asked me to join a real estate team, but he did. He got me. He talked me into it. I got out there working. Got out from working in a, in a in a warehouse. I was the grunts, grunts. Grunts, 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 second cousin's grunt. Um, they created a grunt job for me. Um, my my office was in the basement with no windows and no lights and no running water. And so I started doing real estate and uh, I came out and my dad and my business partner, Chris, they would go into our CRM and they would go delete my notes because I would write douchebag, asshole, prick. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because we have to go to court. We don't want to see what you wrote in there. And so I went door knocking for the first year. And so when, what do you do when you're out door knocking and you do it for five days a week, eight to nine hours a day, I would do a hundred doors a day at least. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, got, you, huh? you could do 25 at every hour, 25 an hour. That's how, that's why we calculated it here. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so, when it comes to uh, a, a little bit more on the relationship building in your sphere of influence, um, with Dad, I want to get your opinion on this. In today's technology, we have TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, in, uh, um, LinkedIn, and a lot of other things that are they're social networks, but they're not truly social because you're not there with them. In your opinion, how? And Gene, I want you to jump on this and, and you as well, Matt. How would you leverage that? You know, because the digital arena is not going away. It, it, it is here to stay. It's not, it's just, that's just the way it's going to be, right? So how can you, in your, what would you consider digital door knocking? This question for you, Dad. Okay, let me give you my honest opinion about every kind of media outside of face-to-face. -face. It's never going to be as good. It diminishes off as you go to texting and all these other ones. There's no compelling action unless there's a call for action. Um, I would rather spend 
the only reason why you prospect is to find a suspect. So you can take a suspect to a prospect and then convert them into a client. Well, so what you're suspect. doing is you're taking that giant, like a giant whale going out there with his mouth wide open and you're talking to anybody you can. And what you're trying to do is make uh, decisions about the quality of that particular person of being a client. Does he fit with me? Does he look like me? Does he act like me? Uh, can I serve them in that marketplace? Am I the best person to help them or is it better for me to refer them to somebody else? What I'm saying is that all of those things are just gonna get a suspect for you. Yeah, they'll respond to an inquiry, but they're nowhere near a lead unless someone's following up. If you call me up and refer someone from Tupelo, Mississippi, and I pay you a referral fee, I have about a 90% chance to 95% chance of making a transaction, mm -hmm. okay? If I have lunch with you, and I've talked to you about this before, is to create a three to four meal events a week. You're in the event making business yourself, by the way. All of you are. Hey, let's get together and shoot the breeze and have lunch together and talk about what's going on in the marketplace. What do you see happening? I'm working on a blog and I need your information. Um, what are your friends saying about the real estate business? Um, what do you think about the economy? Those kind of things. And when you're having lunch, by the way, breakfast or lunch are the best because it's not as expensive, but your job is to fill up those three other chairs that are people that you can talk to, you establish a relationship with. And by the way, the question that you always leave with them is, let me say this to you, what can I do? Teach me how I can do a better job of referring business to you. How can I make your life better? And the law of reciprocity comes into effect, and it happens. You know, so you back, you know, I was just talking to somebody in the office, and they were thinking about making a move. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Am I talking too much? No, I love this stuff. Actually, you, Matt and I have implemented your strategy based upon your thought pattern. But whenever we bring a guest on, we always ask them after the show, "How can we help build your business?" Uh, but I think I think the verbiage shift right there was critical. It's not how can it's teach me how I can be a better referral better be a better referral partner for you. That's what I found. That word teach me has been probably the difference between that what you know what they think about the first thing they think about is their favorite teacher that they had in high school or college. You just moved them back in time or the fellow uh, favorite elementary teacher. So they're trying to think, well, how can I teach you this fellow? Or person how to refer business to me. Who's the most probable buyer Who's for your services if you're in the insurance business? Describe that person to me. I know 3,000 people that think that know me. Maybe there's one person in my database that might be perfect for you. Now, you may never make any business out of that, but you're going to refer them. And you go home and you go back to that database and say, you know what? I talked to Fred over here. And you know, he mentioned that they may have some interest, they're gonna have a new uh, new, new kid. They're gonna need some insurance or they need to buy it. You may wanna give them a call, tell them I talked to you. It's okay. You're talking about making a friend? The moment that you step out of being a social person to a business person with an intent, the intentionality of helping them do something is a moment that your business shifts. 
It's the intentionality of stepping out and being that person, being their advocate in your database. Again, the verbiage here is so critical because it, it, what you just said was, you know, the intention to be their advocate in the community. I mean, when's the last time any of you have thought about being someone's advocate for in the community for another person? I mean, it, it's, it, it's a mind-bending shift in the way you think because it's all about, I got to grind, I got to get mine, I got to get mine, I got to get mine, got to get mine. But if you're like, Gene, teach me how I can be the, a better referral source for you. What, what does your perfect client look like? Gene. Oh, me? Really? You're the, really? you're the only Gene on the show, shithead. I thought you were, I thought you were being <laughs> hypothetical. My perfect client looks like you, buddy. Somebody who's willing to spend some money that, you know, understands the value of lead gen. <laughs> Matt shaking his head. <laughs> but, but Gene, the, the leads that you, you're, you're um, generating the leads, what we've found in the past, for most people, they suck at following up. They don't know how to prospect themselves, nor do they know how to follow up. For you sure. You know when they always say it's the last mile of delivery? Well, it's the last 60 feet for us. You know, the people won't get out of the car and go to the front door. If they just went to the front door and dropped off a box of seized candies for $9, thank you so much for calling today on the way home. I was on the way. That's what it is. That's what we used to do. I forgot about that. Yeah. On the way, I was on the way home today, and I, and I just enjoyed our conversation so much. Here's a box of C's candy, and we just love to do sweet transactions. That's all we do. And they all <laughs> just, uh, I love that. Sweet transactions. But that's a $9 investment. Do you think I ever have anybody not like me because they had the chocolate there? $9. So let's say I spend 100 of them, and I've got $900 worth of chocolates I just spent. How many transactions do you think? I'm going to get. Probably I get more than one. a few. It's thirty thousand dollars to us here. Mm -hmm. Minimum sixty thousand easily on some of our transactions. We should be doing that every day. Every you should have something that you can deliver that you don't have to talk about real estate all the time. Hey, I was in the neighborhood. And I was thinking about you. That's the one I used to use in my car. I'd get in my car and I would sit on my car. And I would pull out my Christmas list and I would call him. Hey, Pete, I'm in the neighborhood. I was just driving by your house thinking about you. Oh, gosh, I haven't seen you in two years. But the, the, the funny part about it was you were nowhere, nowhere near their house. <laughs> you were just. No, no, I was in my hey. driveway. <laughs> I was sitting in my car. <laughs> hey, how about lunch next week? Darn it. I can't do it next week, but how about next Thursday? You can go to an alternative question there. I think that's very, very important. By the way, Eileen's watching, and she uh, she says, Terry needs to go door knocking again. I'm like, yes, he does. Got the bionic uh, man's got a new hip. Time for a big, big, you know, poppy to be back up on the doors. That's just you a little know, Greg, idea. You, you may want to have a challenge. A month, uh, the month of February, the love month. Ooh, the love month. Sensuous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many doors can I go love on? Okay. <laughs> you might want to explain that for some of the listeners. <laughs> some of your friends probably won't get that, but, you know, it's, it's Valentine's Day, and all the uh, Christmas chocolate is still good, okay? 
that you buy. And if you just randomly stop by to your friends that you, know, you haven't seen in a long time and said, hey, I was in the neighborhood and I was just thinking about you, ba-boom. I have a box. I have an ex. I have one box of chocolate left. Ba-boom. And then they get in your car and they see a whole case of it and they're like, oh, yeah, those those one other box in there too. Huh? Whoops. I'm going to take that home. <laughs> I will say, like, I, I mean, that that's exactly what I do in my business. Um, like before we hopped on, I, I was looking at my relationship system, which I have mapped out in a Trello board. And I have a list of like all my like ideal clients that I've run across by like, making connections through podcasting, all my strategic referral partners or people I'd like to be strategic referral partners, people who eventually be like advocates and champions to the book, like all that. I kind of have it on a big board so I can see a whole bunch of names. And then I look at those and I look for opportunities to make connections and introductions. Because then, like for me, like I can't, you know, we're in a virtual space. I can't show up at their doorstep with a box of seized candies. I mean, I could send them a thank you card and we do that too. <clears throat> but for me, introductions and, and making connections to other podcast hosts, like that's my version of that. So whatever you're doing, you can find something that you feel like is authentic to you, even if it's not something physical like a gift like that. It could be. And for real estate, it's great. But, but I do the same thing. And it works amazingly well. You hit somebody up out of the blue and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. There was somebody I ran across that I thought you guys would really enjoy meeting and talking to. They happen to have a podcast and so maybe be a good guest, maybe not, but I thought you guys should talk. And then people are just blown away because nobody does that. Like you said, Mr. McDaniel, it's the, 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 the lack of follow-up is insane. And I can, I can tell you from experience, part of the lack of follow-up is not knowing how to bring value when you follow up. And that's what you're talking about. Like when you do something simple, like even, even the C's candy, it's giving you a way to be valuable when you follow up. See, the problem is that we don't think we're valuable. Right. And there's a physical thing. It's yeah. that we don't value us as humans. We're thinking that we're takers rather than givers. That's the critical difference. The moment that right. you move away from a taker to a giver, a, a, uh, a master to a servant, you know, I'm here to serve you. How can I help you achieve your goals? What would what would be necessary? What in your life? Okay, here's a question I got the other day. What could we do? What can we be? What can we continue to do to make your life better? That's all you want to think about. How can I make your life better? The business life, their social life, their financial life, their kid life. <clears throat> You know, you just start thinking about solving their problems and helping them. Don't even worry about the transactions. The power of reciprocity is so powerful because nobody does it. There's no reason. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's fear of rejection? That's why they don't want to put themselves out there? Or they, or it's a society beaten, a, beaten into us that we have to be selfish human beings and not really give a shit about anybody else, and just take take get get yours, bit right basically, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of the way the mentality you know society is these days. So, what do you think? Why do you think that you're sitting in cubes and you would text somebody to go to lunch rather than getting up and walking over there and asking them, "Hey, I'm going to go down and get a sandwich. You want to go with me?" What right. has happened is that the texting, the emails, the, any of the social messages that we think of. We think we're doing a lot of work, but we're not making any, we're boring the people. I, I was thinking about that earlier today. We just flat bore people. 
because there's too much of everybody else doing the same thing. So how do I separate myself from everybody else? The power of a thank you note, Bob Wolf, you know, his famous thank you note. You can't read it, but it says, hey, thanks. Nice to chat with you. Bam. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you can't read my handwriting anymore. No. But, but uh, I delivered 100 boxes of chocolates this year, okay? Mom and I went out into luck. Do you know how many phone calls I got back? Probably a lot. Three. What? I got three thank you calls back this year. That's impressive. You know, the thing, the, the funny thing is, is that. Say, well, is that, is that impressive or, or is that down from previous years? I mean, it's great, it's great to get the phone calls, but I'm, are, are you also marveling at how few calls you get? I, I, I'm marveling at the fact that people have lost the ability to say thank you. Mm. So either I'm boring to those other 97, the 97 don't really care anymore, and I just do it for exercise, or I don't have enough uh, strategic value to them. Strategic value is something that's a very important asset that you may have. I have a gateway opportunity to Microsoft. Now, how many more friends do you think I would have if Bill Gates was my friend? The need for me to be like the gateway. The three of you are gateways. You're a gateway for events. You're a gateway for encouragement. Uh, the the uh, If I was to ever do another real estate firm again, or I would focus on having an in-house counselor that can coach and encourage the people and get like them up in the morning. Walmart has it. Target has it. Most of the morning, most of the major firms that I know that are truly successful, focused to the other side, have a wake up in the morning, get it going, guys. And they sing a song. They would do something. But they are working together to uplift themselves so they can be a benefit to somebody else. Most people you know, are not benefits. They're boring. Yeah, Matt. We got to work on you, buddy. I mean, we got to. Yeah. We got to get you going. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I feel it. <laughs> there's a guy named J, there's a guy named JJ. I'm going to butcher his last name. Jara. I, I know that's not how you typically say it, but I'm not. I can't ever pronounce his last name. But he's a great guy. He's a team leader down in Southern California. I went down. He hired me to go down, and, and I and I trained his team for 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 a day. Um, and it was it was awesome because I watch him on Instagram and everything else. And he and his team every day they he gets his whole team in their office. And they read affirmations and they put energy and the whole team is like, you can, you can literally feel the energy ticking up. And when I went into his office, it was powerful. It was like, it was like buzzing with positivity and people were, were just, were just moving forward. But I don't see a lot of teams doing that anymore. And I, I, people hide in, and they don't, they don't go out there and, and um, intentionally get out there and do positive energy. Matt. Well, yeah, well that takes leadership. It, why don't you bring it back? I think the three of you could bring something like that back. The morning rev up, you know. If you went back and look at uh, Walmart, if you looked at the early coal bankers, if you looked at the Vance Stocking Company, if you looked at some of these early companies that really they had to get together, they read themselves up because they wanted to be worthy of serving other people. And that's what you have to get up to. You have to get... Because the world is negative, 
And what happens is we end up taking all that negativity home with us at night. That's mm -hmm. not what you're supposed to do. When you come close to your house, there is a hanger that you hang all the business stuff on, and you don't pick it up mentally so you don't come home and kick the dog anymore. That mm -hmm. was that business, life business. It's over there. I have a home business, too, taking care of my family, enjoying the company, building up the kids. We always wonder, we all, a lot of us, you know, I got my little Spartan race thing here. I got two others over there. Why do we admire the Spartans so much? Well, it's because they, they, they took the best of the best and made them even better, and they worked as one unit, and they worked as a machine, right? We all, in real estate, we all work as individuals, and we attack the other, the other agents, and it's like a dog defending its, its food bowl. We don't work as a pack anymore. You know, and like those uh, rugby guys, the guys that wear the black shirts, I think they're out of uh, New Zealand, right? You ever seen them do oh, yeah. their dance before they go in the yeah. games and intimidating the shit out of the other team? If you guys haven't seen it, go to YouTube and type in rugby, you know, guys in, guys in black shirts or something like that. But when you watch it, you're like, ooh, those guys are scary. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's very, it's a, it's a team effort. Everyone's working as one unit. Um, it, it, it's interesting, yeah. but... Matt, we are coming up on the end here, so let's get uh, let's tie something onto this thing, and then we'll put a bow on this bad boy. Well, you got to throw it back to me for that. Thanks, I uh, appreciate welcome, it. Buddy. Hang on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get <laughs> under the bus and allow it to roll slowly over me, and then back over me several times. Goodness. Um, okay. Let me help you with it. Let me help you. Thank with you. It. Thank you, Gene. I, I will. I I wanted this. You gonna drive the bus, or are you gonna get or are you gonna get the bus off? Me? No, no, I'm going to get the boss off you real quick, and then because this will give you time to process. But earlier yeah. in the episode, you were talking about that Grant Cardone, Jordan Belfort interview. Mm -hmm. So if you if people are listening and watching, go over to the Facebook um, live group. I pasted the link of your post in there, Matt. But here's here's the question I had for you, because I checked it out, and I couldn't stand to listen to Jordan Belfort for more than six seconds. It's the full episode. about At about what time? Do you remember? Oh, four, Where 47 minutes in. Sorry. About forty-seven minutes. Yeah, in. the 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 link that the link that I shared had that in it. I didn't I didn't put that in my post, but yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because when I clicked the link, it was the full episode, like an hour and twenty minutes, and I was like, yep. I started to listen to it, and like eight minutes in, I was like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, you know, like listening to that, and 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 once you listen to it, I'd, I'd be curious if you agree with this or not. But what what I hear when Grant is saying things like that, like because he started talking about. You know, like I look for the Holy Grail, it's 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 consistent. Like, what do you do when the answer is consistency? The answer isn't a special trick. The answer isn't the perfect phrasing, the perfect words. It's right. consistency, Can you know, consistently meeting people, consistently getting out there, consistently prospecting. Because people don't, like they like Grant points out in that video clip, um, he says, you know, people want the six-pack abs without having to change their diet and their exercise. That's not That's not how the world works. So if you want to build a big training company where you sell a lot of products and a lot of training, and a lot of coaching, you got to tell people what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. But then when you actually want to get them results, you can't do that. And I think it's interesting because I think Grant is struggling with that right now because it goes back to, to what Terry was talking about with, you know, why, why don't we see more people, you know, helping others, encouraging others, putting more positivity out there, creating cultures, team cultures of positivity. And my perspective on that is because that takes leadership. It starts with you. It starts with your yourself, and then you have to teach other people to do it. And that's a leadership challenge. And there's just not that many leaders, you know. 
um, who is it? Paul said, you have many masters, but not many fathers. And that's what, you know, like that, that applies just as much in the business world. We need people that are genuine, like fathering type leaders. And there's just not that many of them out there, you know? And when you're not that type of person, you get frustrated with people not doing what you want them to do. Whether it's listing their house with you, whether it's taking your material, taking your coaching and running with it, it's all the same thing. You know, people don't necessarily always do what we want them to do. They need to be led, you know? Yeah. So that's, to me, that's that's my summary on it is, uh, is it's a leadership challenge. It is. I, I actually, um, I was talking with Stefan the other day and he and I are doing our dials every day and pushing each other. And we, yeah, you brought up like a uh, challenge, right? Um, mm -hmm. We have a challenge that we put out and we, it's a 90 day challenge started on Monday of this week. In 90 days, each of us have at a minimum have to either have six listings or six transactions. So either a buyer or seller side or six listings. And it doesn't matter where it comes from, but we, can't, we hold each other accountable. And you guys can join in on this 90 day challenge as well. Cause we originally did a 90 day, cha 90 day challenge uh, starting in November. And Stefan's like, I wanna get one listing. Well, he has three listings now because of the hard work, the consistency of the efforts that he put out there. And I found this, remember those little rubber bands that we, everyone used to wear, like Lance Armstrong started them and everything. I found this really weird. Like you, you were talking about the universe came together. And I found this one in my drawer and it says, do what's required. And I'm like, all right. So I put this thing on, I look at this thing every single day. So I'm having a bummer of a day or, you know, I got yelled at or hung up on all day long. Like I did 400, I did 422 calls yesterday, outbound calls. Pretty much got told kick the can every single, every single phone call, right? And just kept looking down at this. I'm like, do what's required, do what's required, do what's required. You have to be consistent, but you have to be, uh, if you're going to be consistent, you have to be persistent. Two totally different things, but they have to run simultaneously together or you will not get there. Dad, if you were not persistent and consistent in Boulder, Colorado, door knocking in the snow, you wouldn't have gotten the biggest IBM account, you know, in, 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 Boulder, in, in Boulder. You would not have jump-started your real estate. You know, that just wouldn't have happened. And I, I see people fail out. There's a, there's a couple of people I know that reach out, have reached out to me, Greg, Greg I want to do calls with you. I'm like, okay, cool, man, let's do calls. But you know what? Then they just don't show up. Don't show up. Yeah. I give you a call, Greg, that you may you probably remember. There is no chance, no destiny, no fate that can circumvent, hinder, or control the firm resolve of a determined soul. Mm -hmm. And you, once you put, Boulder is a very interesting time. I had no plan B. There was no plan B. I had no money. And if I hadn't sold six houses that month, I didn't know a single soul in that town. But all of it came because I went out and I wasn't afraid. I had no alternative choice. I swam the challenge. I did what I had to do. I wasn't afraid. I just kept going. And in the garage, you know, I've got that big sign that says, persistence is the name of the game. I will be, whatever it requires of me, I will do it. And that's what you have to finally get to. So yeah. um, it's burn the boats, baby. It's either in or you're out. Um, so, okay, guys, I got to wrap up because I got to go to a meeting. Uh, we are going to have the Grandmaster back on again. This has been way too effing long since he's been on. So we're going to make him at least once every other month because the man has a wealth of knowledge. You should, there's, a, there's, a, there's a door over his left shoulder and it's supposed to be a closet, right? 
Uh-uh. It's like a storage facility of like real estate knowledge of, from the gods. You know, Howard Britton books going back to the eons. You could re take and repurpose all this content. So, Dad, we're going to have you back on. The Grandmaster needs to be back with us. Whatever I need to help. Jane, who are you? What do you do? Where can people find you? And try to be a good marketer this time. I'm not going to do it. I refuse Damn. to do it. I, I don't even know who I am myself. And so if you want to follow me along my journey to finding myself, genevolpe.com, reach out. Maybe you got some clues. <laughs> I like your haircut, Gene. Okay, Thank you, sir. Good. I appreciate that. that was I really fun. do. Matt, what, what, uh, what, what, I think you've been scribbling in a notebook, and it's something that's gonna, is coming out soon? Yeah, this. Microfamous. Oh, shit. It's, almost it's, in, done. It's, in, it's published. Damn. Yeah, it's almost an actual book. We've got another, uh, what should be the final hard copy uh, coming this weekend. So uh, we've been finishing up the interior design. So go over, uh, best place to stay in touch with me is go over to microfamousgroup.com. So that's the Facebook group we're putting together. Uh, basically a think tank, kind of a virtual green room for anyone that's in business coaching, consulting, speaking, or you're writing a book or you have a book. Uh, so those, if you're that type of person, go ahead and get into that Facebook group because that's where you can have really good in-depth behind-the-scenes discussions with people like you that have the same challenges. And we all have the same goal, which is to become famously influential to the right people. So mm -hmm. that's for me. And then, Greg, how do people get on your calendar to have a chat? Guys, I, it's really effing simple. You text me. This is a new invention. It's called a telephony. You type in a certain select numbers in a certain order, and it will ring me. And it's amazing. I do pick up. People always, Matt, seriously, people are seriously astonished when I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah, fuckers, it's a phone. Yeah. So, so Well, you are over the age of 30. That mystifies anyone under the age of 30 who doesn't use their phone as a phone. Why would I talk to a human, Matt? Mm -hmm, exactly. um, so, guys, I want you to text me at 925-915-1978. And, uh, shit, man, let's see if I can do anything to help you uh, answer a question, uh, talk about what we're experiencing over at EXP and how we're building our business, um, anything like that. Uh, I'm here to help you guys. Uh, Matt would do it, but he didn't pay his phone bill, so we can't help him there. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Should we put, uh, how about this, Greg? How about we put a nice, in honor of two of the three blue shirts being here, Ooh. how about a nice blue bow wrapped around this episode? We all Tied up. Blue bows. We all love mm. blue bows. Mm -hmm. So close to something else. Um, all right. Let's put a blue bow on this, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Dad, thank you so much. The Grandmaster, me, Papa, T. Diddy, uh, the OG of uh, Walnut Creek Alamo Real Estate. Thanks for being with us today. Gene, you're, uh, you're, you're the man. Guys, we love you to pieces. We couldn't do the show without you. So if you found this valuable, please share it with someone. We love you. We'll see you in the next show. Until then, peace out, ninjas. We go.